All right, guys, uh, welcome back to the Empowered PAs podcast. My name is Courtney and I am your hostess, but I have two friends to bring with me today. I'm super, super excited. Um, if you're listening, my friends are Chris Watson and Becky Papil. They are new friends to Empowered PAs. If you're watching, we actually have this. If you're listening, we have this. Uh, we'll have this on YouTube and on the website at empoweredpas.com. Uh, they are here too. You guys want to say hi? Hey, everyone. Hi, good to see everybody. Yeah, so I'm super excited. If you have been following the blog, you may already know who Becky is. Uh, Becky is a pre-PA and she joined our blogging team, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago um, and mm -hmm. we're providing some really good content there. I'm super excited to bring her on board. She's very active in the pre-PA community. Um, Chris is our FAPA president, very much in the leadership role as a PA and fits very nicely into the Empowered PA's motif. And so I'm super excited to have him here as well. Um, we thought it would be super fun to just kind of introduce everyone, uh, kind of, if you don't know what Empowered PAs is, kind of tell you what we're all about and then kind of tell you what our thoughts are on what the future is for empowered PAs because let me tell you, life is hard in medicine right now. And so we're trying to branch out, make it easier, kind of expand. And kind of, I, I was hopeful to try to get you guys some different opinions too, because I ramble on this podcast a lot. So, <laughs> so Chris, let's start with you because I, uh, you have a couple podcasts already kind of in the, in the bucket. We're going to hear a lot from you pretty soon. So why don't you tell us all about you and kind of what you do and what your thoughts are for the future of Empowered PAs. Uh, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, you know, of course, my name is Christopher Watson, uh, PA. I've been practicing for 10 years now and uh, practicing here in the uh, Pensacola area, Pensacola, Florida. Have Majority of my career has been orthopedics. Uh, I've done some uh, urgent care and then some academia. But um, as you alluded to earlier, I've been uh, active in the Florida Academy of PAs, uh, for the past five, six years now, was a previous treasurer and, and now current uh, president. Um, and, and so that's kind of how our, our paths somewhat crossed between some mutual friends and, and of course, uh, following you on the, the, the Instagram. Uh, but, you know, me knowing that you're doing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good work with Empowered PAs and, and, and what it stands for and, and kind of similar what what I do in, in from the FABA standpoint is is representing uh, as far as the Florida PAs. I know this is a little bit all PAs here, which is, is also, you know, what I'm about as well. And so kind of from my standpoint, I'm more of a I'm big in, in PA advocacy and promoting the PAs from that stand uh, from that standpoint. That's kind of been my passion, like pushing or, or giving, trying to help everybody, including myself, but everybody, you know, take that next step, whatever that next step may be, whether it's at um, furthering your education, furthering your, you know, um, entrepreneurship as a PA, or even just, you know, leadership within PAs or, you know, and um, what's the administrative standpoint within your hospitals and, and clinics and things like that, because, one of my big things that I've been on here lately, and obviously my role is, is leadership. So I'm real big on PA leadership. Yeah, we love having you. It's, uh, it's funny because I've, you know, I'm, I've had an administrative role as a PA. So I work half clinical in the pediatric emergency department, half administrative, but I don't have as much experience in the leadership side. And so Chris, you and I have had a lot of conversations about what it looks like to be a PA leader and kind of, um, 
what that, you know, how to move practicing PAs that are currently um, kind of on the front lines and maybe looking to go the next step, you know, how to provide them the tools uh, for leadership. And so I always love talking to you and kind of getting your insight with your experience. So really glad to have you on board. Yeah, and I'm excited to be here and, and hopefully can contribute to a lot that not only for the empowered PAs, but just for PAs throughout the country. Absolutely. And Miss Becky, why don't you introduce yourself to the YouTube crowd if they haven't heard you to our podcast group, we, you know, our bloggers know about you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Becky Polpio. I am a non-traditional or a non-traditional, untraditional uh, senior. I'll be graduating this December with my bachelor's in biology and chemistry. I joined uh, the Empowered PA groups a few weeks ago, maybe a month, less than two months ago, but I met Courtney through Instagram, social media. I, so I always say networking is important as a pre-PA. So as a pre-PA myself, I applied this cycle and I'm waiting to hear back from schools uh, to get an interview, hopefully end up getting into a PA school and getting started next year. Uh, if not, there's always next year. Um, I have worked in the healthcare field for a little bit over 10 years. I have worked in a hospital setting and for eight of those years and then in a, in, a, in a clinical setting for those other two. I love being a pre-PA. It's almost like I love it more than I just want to kind of stay here in my little comfort zone. But I know that's just the, the start of it because I've gotten so well and so used to being a pre-PA all these years. But I my passion grew from working in healthcare, I definitely was exposed to a lot of uh, healthcare fields, healthcare positions, providers, nurses, CT techs, like everything. And so I definitely knew what I wanted to do. And the PA profession definitely spoke out to my heart. I currently volunteer with multiple organizations. I am a full-time student taking 15 credits on my last semester. I took 14 credits this past summer. So I'm definitely busy, but never too busy to help out fellow pre-PAs. Uh, my whole goal and dream is to share my journey. Uh, it's non-traditional. I am a minority, a Latina. So definitely I have a perspective from um, a very interesting view. So definitely want to share those experiences with other students, as well as being a first-gen student. I know the struggle of not having that role model there to help you out, to help you you know, first-gen student kind of thing. You have no one to go to. So I want to share everything I've gained in these last 10 years with other pre-PAs in the same shoes and other pre-PAs who might not know of certain things that are available for us, whether it's scholarships, virtual that Courtney has provided. Uh, there's, there's tons of resources out there. So I kind of want to be a little Google machine for them and help them out. So, Becky, I got, I got a quick question for you. You keep saying non-traditional. Uh, what, what's making you non-traditional PA student? So, what's made, well, in my definition of a non-traditional, what's made me is that I graduated high school at the age of 16. I only went to high school three years. I come from an, in an underserved area of, of medical desert. I graduated high school 17 years ago. So, I've been in and out of college for years. And I've learned many lessons. I am 34 years old. I've worked in healthcare for 10 years and I thought what I wanted to do. And I kind of, it's funny story how I actually got into the whole healthcare field. Um, I, I think it's funny, but it's, it happened to be a passion and it turned as opposed to, oh, you know, I'm just looking for a job that I can make good money at to becoming a lifelong passion and, and finding what worked for me. And 
you know, I, I, I'm married, I have stepchildren, I have siblings, I have 13 nieces and nephews. So I'm not straight out of high school, fresh little young chicks. So I definitely have had some life experiences. So I, so I bring that up because, you know, it's not until the last probably 10 years that PAs were coming straight from college into that, you know, the master level, graduate level. Mm-hmm. It was actually, you were expected to have at least minimum two to three years of experience prior to applying. So that's why I bring that up, not only for, you know, just asking you, but for other pre-PAs that might end up listening or watching to this, to know that you don't always go straight from undergrad into PA school. Uh, There's a lot of people, myself included, that um, were married um, and had at least two or more years of experience in life, which you just experienced, you know, expressed there prior to going to PA school. And Courtney, I think you have a similar story yourself, correct? Yeah. So it's funny, uh, the, the term non-traditional, I'm glad you asked that question because it's, it, it confused me when I first heard of it, because back way back when, when I was applying to PA school, you're right. It was kind of expected that you had a couple of years under your belt, but there were many students in my, in my class back in 2009 uh that did go straight they were working clinically uh like as cnas or had some level of um you know uh like a certification that allowed them to like work at the same time of doing their undergraduate degree and they went right into um the pa program but uh, i was a paramedic i was an emt i was a 911 dispatcher and then at the same time volunteering as an emt and then worked as an emt and went to paramedic school and then also, uh, I applied a little bit later. I think I was like maybe 27. So there's, uh, there's definitely, I, I find that the, and Becky, you, I'm sure you can appreciate this, but I find that the students that have applied, that apply to PA school, that have that like life experience, I feel like they just, they get it a little differently, right? You oh yeah. That experience to kind of make you have a comfort level interacting with patients just at a baseline, right? And I think that that's really important. So I love the idea of non-traditional students, right? That's why we get along, right? <laughs> well, I think I think the true non-traditional students are the ones going from from straight to undergrad to uh, to the grad school. So I think we need to flip the oh, flip the definition there. <laughs> Don't throw a monkey wrench in it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good point. And I think anybody who really thinks about like their track, because many students and Chris, you know, I've, we've done these virtual shadowing events, we do them every month. And if so, we've been, I've been very plugged into the pre-PA world for, especially in the past year. Um, you kind of talked to them and a lot of them figured out what a PA was in their like junior year of undergraduate. And so it's, they didn't start, you know, undergrad thinking they were going to be a, a PA. They really learned about it. They started pre-health. They thought they were pre-med or pre-vet. And then they start to learn more. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, aspect of the profession, but I kind of like it. I think it makes us unique. Well, you know, you mentioned something too that you've been really involved with the pre-PA students and, and that's where Becky has kind of came in from that standpoint. And so I think that's where you're talking about introducing us and us to part of the team. And that's where I think you're going to see a lot of good balance between uh, those that are uh, visiting the website, visiting the, the podcast um, and seeing that there's a di- there's going to be a different balance. So, you know, there's going to be that, that, you know, hey, this is for those pre-PAs or people thinking to go to PA school or, or PA students. And then you're going to get the other side of it, too, uh, between all of us, you know, those the practicing PA and and what's, what we're experienced as a practicing PA and what to expect as a practicing PA. And, and 
you know, things we've learned, you know, like lessons learned, man, I can't tell you how many like, ah, I chalked that up as a lesson learned, won't never do that again. And so hopefully we'll have some time to at some point to kind of share those experience, uh, you know, throughout uh, different episodes and, you know, throughout this venture. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the pandemic, yeah, the pandemic is still going on. And so we, you know, we are all three of us are still very busy. And so it's nice to have kind of that balance and that mixture of content. So I think I'm really, really excited to kind of see how we grow and how we move forward. Um, on that same note, Chris, what would you say is like the thing you're excited to work on next that you can kind of envision for the site or for the podcast or videos or what's your thoughts? So I'm, I'm really, like, as I mentioned, I'm really big in PA leadership. So you'll see, you'll see me tend to go towards uh, any type of liter- leadership topics, how to develop yourself as a leadership, what to do in a leadership role. And that, you know, and also I'll mention several times and I'll mention tonight that, you know, there's times where you're like, well, I don't want to do administration. I don't want to be that person. But you as a PA, by definition, you're already a leader. Yeah. Um, and, and I can, I'll, there'll be times where I'll go through it deeper, but, you know, I'm, I'm also a PA in the uh, Army Reserve. So the structure that set up, you know, you're already like I went into the Army as a captain. I'm already in that leadership role, like right away. And so you're you're in that same role as yourself in your clinic. So you have, you know, whether it's nurses or, or medical assistants or things like that, that you're, you know, whether what state you're in, you know, you're overseeing and the whole process and, and you're in control especially depending on what setting you're sending, you know, in surgery, you know, you and your surgeon are, are the leaders, you know, of course, the hierarchy, the surgeons, you know, you know, the higher ranking, so to speak. Um, but then you, you know, in, in, in the kind of the, the hierarchy of that, then, then you and then, then the other kind of trickle down, but it's still a team. So I don't want to, I don't say that, that you're better than somebody, but it's a team, but there is still a, a hierarchy of, of how, how this is set up. And so you'll see different things like that. And then, course from advocacy there'll be some hot topics that i'll get just passionate about hey i gotta speak about this and so you know i'll, I'll do uh, whether it's a blog or or a podcast or something contributing to the topic because it'll it'll just resonate with me and i think i, I gotta get something out on this uh, because it's it's something that's if it's a if it's resonating with me i assume it's resonating with uh some of you out there yeah i'm super excited for some of that stuff too because even you and i don't always agree on some of those topics but i think opening oh, no. Conversation and just like talking about it and getting people engaged will be super interesting. So I'm very, very excited to. Oh, and you know what's great about that is that you don't have to necessarily agree because then I get to see a, a side that, you know, I didn't think about that or, or this, that, and the other. And, and so what's great is that you get to learn off each other. Um, and, and what I've learned over the years is that you don't have to agree. You don't always oh. have to agree. So nope. that's, you know, exactly. And that's what makes the world go round and that's what makes us all unique. So we're, we're very glad to have you. I'm very excited to see the good stuff you come, you have coming out. Uh, I've kind of given Chris her blanche with the podcast. You may hear a lot more of him than you will of me because I'm still working in the ER in a pandemic, but uh, you know, it's, this is, this is kind of going to grow as it, as, as we move forward in time. And so I'm very excited. So thank you for all the work that you've done, all of your service and uh, for joining the team, because we're very excited to have you with us. Yes. Thank you, Chris. I'm excited because I get access to two amazing PAs with so much experience and it's every little pre-PA's dream to just have mentors like yourself. And, and even though I'm well-seasoned in, in healthcare and, and even in pre-PA stuff, there's th- that to me, that's just like barely scrapes the surface of what the PA profession is. 
And I love that. I, I'm grateful for both of you. Becky, and you have been one of those people that when we connected, I was like, oh, I like her. <laughs> I, I was like, where? And if you don't know, Becky has been, so that uh, past July, last July of 2020, uh, we started doing these virtual shadowing events. And I figured out that, you know, as we were doing them, I needed somebody to kind of help run the chat and kind of deal with the tech side of it. Um, and Becky eventually kind of moved into that position and has been a huge help. And the more I learned about her, the more I got to know her, the more I was just like, oh, we are simpatico, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot of amazing ideas. You and I have also had a lot of chats. Um, tell me what your thoughts are, what you're kind of excited for with Empowered Peas and kind of what you see coming for the future. So what I'm excited about is, is being involved from the ground floor up and sharing my story from the get-go. So, you know, I'm pre-PA. I may be, like I said before, well-seasoned, but this is, this is the start of the, of the PA journey for me. It's pre-PA, then PA student, then new grad PA, then season PA. So I'm excited to bring everybody and anybody on that journey because I love to be open. I love to be transparent. I love to be honest. And I love to share that journey because many people just don't know how to ask for help or don't know how to say, hey, can you review this for me? Or can you look at this for me? Or, hey, where did you find that? And I felt throughout the pandemic, as we got shut down, especially here in Texas, everything went, went sideways. Um, I found myself, okay, now what do I have to do? A lot of my, two of my in-person PA shadowing got canceled, you know, their offices weren't allowing. And so I kind of had to figure out what to do next. And then, so of course me, I, I started looking around, I started Googling, I started created a document that had all sorts of resources from uh, shadowing, um, who is doing shadowing online, whether it's pre-PA, pre-med, pre-dental, I always feel that, you know, it's always great to shadow the profession that you want to go into, but also, you know, in general medicine, kind of, you can learn something if you, if you go to a, a pre-med virtual shadowing thing, you know, it's it just, and so I, I created that, I created resources, because also volunteering wasn't available for in person. I know a lot of schools, whether pre-med or pre-PA or pre-PT require volunteering. So long story short, I had resources to volunteer, how to contact PAs, how to be polite to PAs. And, and during a pandemic, if you're going to reach out to someone, the importance of networking, having a LinkedIn page, creating your CV, and just a lot of resources. So I wanted to I felt guilty holding that on for myself. And my husband was like, no, they're your competition. Don't tell them of all those great resources you found. And I'm like, my story speaks for itself. You know, I, I nobody's going to have what I have to say, what I have to give to the profession. So I don't see it as, as, as a competition. I kind of see where he was coming from, but I see it as like, these are the people that I may be working next to being in class next to. So I want them to succeed. I, I want them. And I know that that debilitating feeling of not knowing what to do, not knowing who to reach out to. So I started sharing. I became active on, on Instagram, which I never really was. And then little by little, my people started following and messaging me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And, and I started creating groupies and, and just to chat with people pre here in Texas. And we all had the similar questions. Everybody had the same questions. And I'm like, oh, I have the answers. Here you go. And, and so that really gave people the confidence to reach out. And I said, hey, you know what? PAs are there to help. They want to help, but just be polite about it. So I definitely want my journey to be kind of 
like a historical thing kind of taken down somewhere so people can go 10 years from now and look like, oh, are there any non-traditional Latinas who did it, who made it in, in women in, in, in healthcare, women in science and STEM. So um, I want to be as open as possible with that part of my life, with that part of my journey. That way I can say, hey, you know what? I turned around and, and helped someone else out. So um, also just, I'm, I'm a huge advocate and a huge proponent for getting involved with the PA profession, even as a, as a pre-PA. I'm always telling everybody when um, I'm moderating Courtney's virtual shadowing sessions, get involved with, with your state PA organization. Even like, I, like I'm even part of the, the New Jersey, the New York ones as a pre-PA because they're always having conferences, free stuff for students. So I, I want to, I want them to get involved. And I feel like even with everything with COVID going on now, I feel like everybody who's experiencing COVID things like this now, those are my future patients. So whenever in the summer I had downtime, I would attend COVID webinars. I would attend webinars on equality and, and just gender, gender equality, healthcare equality. So I love healthcare. I, 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 I love being a part of it. And I definitely want to share those tips experience and I'm not afraid of saying I don't know the answer but let me find it for you so if I can help anybody in that way I want to be that person to help and I'm excited to hear your voice because I know <laughs> some of your story and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see you grow and move through the process of you know you've applied already and uh hopefully you know things will move forward and i know you're going to get picked up by an amazing pa program and i'm excited for you to go through that process and kind of share it with everybody because you're right it's it's a journey it's a challenge and i love your perspective i love that you advocate for the profession and you're not you know you're plugged in as as a pre-pa but you know it's it's amazing to see pre-pas getting involved in state PA uh, professions, uh, professional associations, national PA uh, professional associations. You were on uh, the HOD call when they talked about name change too, right? I mean, that's amazing. Yep. Chris, amazing. <laughs> I was, I was there too. Yeah, that was a, that was a, an eye-opening experience right there. It, it and, was. Yeah, and not only about how the House of Delicate works, and those of you that may listen may wonder what's what's HOD, House of Delicates, but with uh, AAPA, the American Academy of Physician uh, Assistants slash Associates, we're all working on that name change now, and that's what we're kind of alluding to is that um, that was a big, uh, hot topic, a, you know, a big contentious topic within our profession. Um, I, I know that, not, you know, overwhelmingly majority wanted to see a name change. There was a probably about a less than 20% that didn't want it to change at all. Probably, I think it was around 14% that didn't want any change. But um, the, the, the issue was, was what that name would be. And that was the very contentious part of, of that. I don't know if we've ever had uh, in the past an HOD um, session where that were such debated and such a uh, passionate topic. And that's, that's, you know, you mentioned uh, Becky that you got on Instagram with your, you know, with your story, looking that up. And I kind of got started with the professional page shortly during that time frame, And then I remember just posting a, a topic about it, you know, just a video topic. And all of a sudden, like overnight, I went from just having the page to, and I know it's not a lot compared to many others, but just overnight had like, 250 followers like that. And I was like, wow, I touched a nerve here, you know, in not a bad way, you know, people following and, and wanted to, you know, obviously hear and learn more about it. And so um, I've been kind of quiet for a while, but trying to build it back up. So 
I have a question for you, Courtney. So I don't, honestly, I don't know the story, but how did you kind of get going with Empowered Creators? Where did this, you know, come from and kind of, you know, this, this started? What was the idea for you? Yeah, um, it's, the, it's a long story, sort of, but a couple years ago, uh, as I moved, so I, I worked in emergency medicine in a general ER for four years. I knew I was getting burned out and I needed change. So I ended up going to a pediatric emergency, uh, emergency department. And that was amazing for a little bit, but I was just, I knew I wanted to do this administrative side. I knew I wanted to step away from the bedside a little bit. And so I, I took, uh, took on some projects and that kind of grew into a, a, a 50, 50 split of my time. Uh, my, my, uh, hospital was kind enough to give me, give me some hours to dedicate to this administrative role. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing in the, in the sense of like, I knew what I was doing. Uh, I was working on clinical pathways and I had a complete plan for that, but I had never been in business meetings or in these, you know, uh, having being at the table with executives and the C-suite people. And it was an entirely new language for me. And I felt very like much like a fish out of water. Cause you're not taught that stuff in PA school. Like you're not taught about how to taught how to speak to the administrative team in a hospital and how to interact with them and how to learn what, you know, they were kept saying buzzwords. And I was like, I know that means something, but I don't know what that means. And so I would, they kept saying patient centered care. And there were just like these things that were happening. And so I started reaching out to PA professionals and saying like, does, can anybody help me? <laughs> I'm trying to navigate these waters. And I feel like I'm in the dark in the business side of this. And I just don't know what I'm doing. And so uh, I started kind of talking and I would say almost like interviewing email, interviewing people. And I realized I wanted a place for that to go. So to, again, kind of like Becky, I wanted to share that journey. Uh, and so I just started working on the website and I realized that there were like PA students that needed like certain uh, resources, like emergency medicine resources, like what books do they, I'll get the same questions over and over again. What books do you use to study or what's your, what's your favorite, you know, website for this or whatever. So I was just starting to like keep track of it in a place, which is what Empowered PAs ended up being. So that's kind of how it started. And then it's just kind of grown from then because of a lot of things, but the pandemic being one of them, now we do, uh, you know, monthly webinars and events, and hopefully that will grow too. That's kind of what my, my vision for the future is, is we do more of these kinds of events where we have lots of uh, PAs at different parts of their career. You know, we have our pre-PA virtual shadowing events, but also, you know, we do, I, hopefully we'll be doing PA community chats and other kind of support events. I love talking about working in a non-clinical role now that I've been doing it for a couple of years, so. But yeah, that's how it started. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been a journey. And we started kind of playing with the podcast thing. And I was like, I'll dabble in this and just see if I like it. And I do. It's just hard. It's like, and this is the plight of a, of a practicing PA, right? It's, it's just time is, is precious. And, you know, it's probably a couple months ago, I realized I was like, I need some people. I need some help. <laughs> So I'm so glad to have both of you on with me. I'd like, this is, I, it's, it's really important. One of the things that's like core tenant of my, me personally, but I think you guys as well, I think I'm speaking for you is that this is about our community, right? It's not about me as a practicing PA. It's not about us individually. It is about forming and having the community to support each other. You know, as we move through the pandemic, medicine is shifting. We are at a, a very interesting you know, time where things are going to be very different. And 
I like to focus on self-care and wellness now because I can tell you that I've been through that burnout phase. I'm kind of back in it again. And so it's, those are the topics that I'm excited and focusing on, which is why I'm really excited that Becky, you can kind of speak to the pre-PAs and help, uh, you know, get them through their struggles and Chris to have you kind of helping with the PAs who are practicing, maybe looking to transition their roles or even advocate and they don't know how. So you guys are awesome. I'm so glad to have you with us. And this is so exciting. I'm glad to get on YouTube and finally kind of get something going here too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited to be a part of it. And, and I, in a million years, never dreamed this. I I've made so many good connections, so many good friends on just by networking, just by being polite and, and asking questions and seeing if they had time. And if they didn't, not being upset, I'll, I'll go ask another, you know, PA. And, and so I think that's one of the other reasons why I'm so passionate about this profession. And I just, I'm kind of biased, but I think it's the best profession. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a good team behind me here at home. And knowing that even at school, now that we are back on campus, I even had um, a couple students reach out to me that they found me on Instagram, and they saw me on campus. And they're like, hey, I follow you on Instagram and I'm interested in this and that and the other. And it was just so amazing to be recognized, but for a good thing, you know, not something silly that I did on TikTok, not that I'm on it, but it was just, they're like, oh, you know, what major do you think I should do? And I pointed them, I said, hey, I don't, I don't know. I said, but we have some of the best pre-health advisors and I gave them the information and we, we truly, really do. And I realized how important that could be at, at a university. And I've talked to other pre-PAs where that's not a thing and, and it's it's heartbreaking because pre-health advisors are really kind of can guide you so um this has definitely been amazing the pandemic has been terrible it continues to be terrible especially here in my home state of texas but i love that i've been able to come out of it with being part of empowered pas it's definitely like amazing i love it you know, Becky, what's interesting that you mentioned, you, 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 and we've all mentioned it at some point tonight, but, you know, the social media, the Instagram aspect of everything, and, and the pandemic has really normalized this, you know, um, you know, whether it's webinar, whether it's, you know, Zoom, you know, all the, you know, telemedicine, you know, and, and then the social media, whereas at first, you know, social media was just like a, like a toy, like a, like a fun place to hang out or, you know, you know, share all your, your, your plates of food or whatever. Right. You know, you know, some of the cool things you were doing. Um, but it was funny. You ran into it. You're talking about on campus that you ran into folks that knew about your, you know, Instagram and this summer, the same thing happened to me. Uh, some, uh, I was at the summer conference for the Florida Academy of PAs and, and um, someone said, Oh, do you, do you know Christopher Watson? He goes, well, I follow him on Instagram, but we've never met. <laughs> and it, it was funny. I was like, wow, it really has come to that because I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like I've connected with some of these people. I feel like I've connected with some of these people, you know, following even even chat sometimes DMs or comment and stuff. And they comment back and forth on on some of our stuff on social media. And then it's finally you meet them in person. You see them. Oh, hey, yeah. I mean, never glad to finally meet you. But, you know, we, we've interacted so much on social media. So uh, I think this is very interesting how how you've got your connections and and, and you're, you you speak about that. And then, I, you know, we all have the same story now. And, and like I said, I've connected with so many people now, like now, Jono. In Portland, was it? I Portland? love Jono. That yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just like, oh, yeah, now I know PAs in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So it's so funny because even uh, maybe a year ago, I had been talking to some of the other leaders in, in the profession. And I was saying that like, 
social media is an amazing tool to connect, right? Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. keeps, when we were, Chris, I, can, I don't know if you could say, but when I was a PA student or pre-PA, there was not another soul that was actually, that was why. I knew one person because I went to P, I went to athletic training school with him and he came back and gave a lecture during our and said, hey, I'm in PA school. Do y'all know what that is? And we're like, no. No. <laughs> Nobody knows. I, and I think that's why the profession's growing too, right? People are kind of more aware and they know, they know kind of that it exists, but they want to learn more. And so they kind of search on social media and they follow people that kind of speak up about the, um, the profession. So it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm really glad you both are on there and that's how we, we kind of connected. So yeah. Yeah. while I'm thinking about it, what are your handles? Cause people are going to ask me later. So what's your handle Becky and what's your handle Chris? Um, my handle is um, at Mrs. Popiel. So it's M-R-S-P-O-P-I-E-L. So it's Mrs. and then my last name. I kind of, it's, I feel like it's too late to change it now because <laughs> I've seen apparently people have been posting um, on Reddit. They're like, oh, I did like a general search for, for my handle and it came up on some Reddit pages and people were like, go follow this person's page. She has all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I guess I can't change it now because it <laughs> It would be too too much. So yeah, so Mrs. Mrs. Popio on, on on Instagram, you'll find me. Perfect. And Chris. So mine's uh, at Chris underscore Watson uh, underscore PA. Perfect. Yep. And then I am at uh, I'm, I'm at Empowered PAs, and you can find. Um, we are going to be having all of these posts on empoweredpas.com, on the blog, on our podcast. Um, and if you're interested in joining these events in the future, our live events, they will be on patreon.com slash empoweredpas. So I just wanted to kind of throw those plugs out while I'm thinking about it, because we do need to wrap this up. Um, are there any final thoughts from you guys about kind of what the future holds for everyone? I don't have listening any, any uh, no, I'm just excited. And, and, you know, I think it's going to just evolve and grow. And I'm excited to see how, how this is going to continue to grow. Same. Same thing. Um, of course, I'm, I'm excited to see where my journey takes me. I do have a plan if I don't get in this cycle, you know, I have a research job lined up. And so I think it's all great things coming. I feel just like with, you know, I've waited 17 years. If I don't get in this year, what's another? year so i'm definitely excited to definitely uh, to be part of this great project that is empowered peace and pouring my, my heart and soul into it because i feel like i have a lot to say from a very interesting perspective and so i'm definitely excited about that you both do you both do i'm very excited well thank you guys thank you for those that are listening or watching or reading because hopefully these will be blog posts as well uh we're really excited hopefully we can get some more content out for you more regularly and uh thanks for joining us have a good night thank you courtney thank you chris y'all have a good night yeah good night